Welcome back to the podcast that rocks, weekly podcast that talks about news in the world of rock, metal, alternative, and everything in between. With me again is Go Gretchen. Say hello, Gretchen. Hello, Gretchen. Oh, there it is. Please let me know if my audio is okay. Again, I've been having weird issues with my audio and stuff with the microphone settings and everything. So if it's too loud, just let me know in the chat. Thank you once again for all of you joining the live stream on YouTube. Keep in mind, the next few weeks, I'll start dual streaming on Twitch as well. The Twitch channel is coming along. It'll be on twitch.tv slash rockednet, just like my socials. So that'll be set. Boy, oh boy, we've had a week and it's only Tuesday. Is that accurate? What a week. <laughs> Yesterday it was a Monday. Boy, oh boy. Yeah. For those unaware, um, first of all, I'm jealous. I was about to say, how how can you be unaware of it? Uh, it's like if you were on vacation and you came back and it was like, what the heck? I'm jealous. You took a so- social media detox. Yeah. Oh, and this is what you came back to? <laughs> Time to go back. All right. Add another week. <laughs> this oh, is why God. I don't get on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so for those unaware, um, we've talked many times about the meltdowns that Chris Trashback Brown of Trapped has had on the main Trapped account. A couple weeks ago, Trapped was completely deleted off Facebook and Instagram for violating policies, um, trying to make Proud Boys and nationalist parties and have extreme dialogue in their posts. Twitter was all that was left. It was on Sunday night, Monday morning, where everything changed. Because before then, Trashbag Brown really was just so adamant about how there's no such thing as systemic racism, all lives matter, extreme right-wing values, nationalist party, proud boys are doing America good, just insane stuff. Someone... I shouldn't say someone. Way too many people all must have said at the same time, how could he get any crazier? Guess what? It was... I am not going to quote too many of the tweets. Many websites have already posted about this loud wire metal injection. Pretty Even like bigger sites as well, because this has made national news at this point. Chris Trashback Brown started defending um, many wild arguments about um, pedophilia And there's going to be some trigger warnings in this episode. I apologize, but this is just what it's going to have to be to describe everything. He was going on extreme rants to everyone that would talk with him. Literally, you could have 10 followers and he would have added at you in anger in a response. Talking about how 25-year-old women trying to have sex or get in any relationship with a 15-year-old boy is not rape, is not grooming. It's not a big deal. He also would go on to say that any man that would have sex with a 15-year-old girl or a 25-year-old man and 15-year-old girl, that's that's rape. That's pedophilia. A woman trying to do that to a man is impossible. That's not rape. Some of the sick defenses get extremely vulgar, saying how there's no way any man 15 years old or older, and I'm paraphrasing lightly, is impossible for a woman to rape a man in the first place. That's the first thing he was saying. The second thing is, if you're 15 years old and if you can get an erection, that's pretty much consent because you thought the woman was attractive. So that's pretty much you can't be raped in the first place because you're agreeing that the woman is physically attractive. Well, that works. And he would also go on to say that he was talking about statutory, not pedophilia. And saying there's a big difference. Statutory is one thing where it's just situational. Pedophilia is bad, but statutory rape is not is very conditional and situational and it's bare and it's almost always with consent and it goes on and on and on mm-hmm. it wouldn't bother me so bad also if he was saying he was misspoken and didn't know what he was saying but he kept going to this well he was yeah. defiantly and going about this until yesterday afternoon yesterday evening everybody started reporting it and these were tweets that were not easily ignorable either. I mean, he was retweeting everyone, adding everyone, talking about how um, consent works and things like that, and how 25-year-old women are incapable of raping a 15-year-old, things like that, how pedophilia is wrong, and how anything 
a 15-year-old boy being molested is not as big of an issue. It keeps going on until finally Twitter deleted hmm. the trapped accounts. Finally. So I took away the Price is Right celebration music, but you'll just have to imagine I'm blasting that right now. Hmm. So that happened, yeah, this morning when I got a message from Gretchen with a screenshot saying Trapped's main account, the band Trapped, has been suspended for violating policy. Yep. Happy days for all. Loudwire's reporting it. Everything's going on. There are many quotes, many tweets. I'm not going to go read them verbatim. There's so many. I have screenshots because he added a lot of he added a lot of them at me, and that's why I'm bringing some of this up. He was really getting upset with me, um, and his defense. He was saying a lot of wild stuff that shall not be read. I try to keep this podcast PG-13 at worst, but sometimes with a topic and subject matter, it's unavoidable. Boy, oh boy, he did not hold back with me because he was pretty much calling me every name under the book while defending his ideology that 15-year-old boys cannot be molested or raped. It's impossible. And as and many people in the chat room are like confirming all this about human anatomy and things like that, like uh, stuff that people know at a younger age, they know that's what it is. So mm-hmm. it's such a mess. As of now, December 8th, it's 8, 8.08 Eastern. Chris Trashback Brown is on his own personal account, which was still active. And that's where it stands right now. And ever since this morning, he is still gone on, what, like 12 hours now worth of adding and retweeting and posting and threatening and talking down to people, still threatening the same. Um, boys cannot be raped if they're too old enough. If they've hit puberty, that's not it's not pedophilia. It's the other word, and he just these weird arguments. And he's projecting a lot. He's calling everyone else racist. He's calling everyone else a pedophile. And this is where the old line "Thus does protest too much" is starting to really hit home. Many people are asking, "What does the rest of the band think?" I mean, they had an album come out this year. They had to have been working together on something. They just played a concert not too long ago. And now they have no social media to broadcast or promote anything. No Facebook, no Twitter, no Instagram. How are they going to get the word out? What publicist would want to work with them? I just don't get how people in the band, because you said, which one is still around? The bassist has been around since the beginning. I don't understand. Like, were they like BFFs or something in elementary school? And he's just like... God, my best friend is the dumbest ass on earth or something like that. Like, I don't get how they can morally stick around. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. (laughs) I agree with you 100%, especially now, after 2020, all the things that happened in 2020 with these guys. But he started making more arguments about how, well, if you're calling that, why don't you call my wife a pedophile? Which is one of the things he said bringing his wife into it which i don't even know how apparently i don't know that's what he said though he said his wife was he was making the line of what do you call my wife a pedophile i know he's with someone i don't know if they're married or not but he's in a relationship for sure crap (laughs) (laughs) to the woman who is with chris trashbag brown wink repeatedly with your left eye if you're in trouble and if you can't wink just blink yeah, whatever. Clap, clap your hands really fast, randomly, something. Huh. So, where it stands right now, he's still on his own personal Twitter, which is at RealCTBTrapped. And, yeah, keep reporting. It worked yesterday, it will work today. Because he's posting the exact same vile stuff. And like That's I said before... If this was actually like, do we know for sure that this is? Oh, Gretchen. I, I mean, there are a lot of copycats out there that will do anything for clout. You this know that. was his old account because it goes back to 2018, and he said it was. Okay. Okay. I just checked, and I said the term was because guess what? Live during this podcast recording, his personal account was suspended as well. Everyone. Oh my god, that is... We so did it funny. again! 
I tweeted out all the screenshots I had, and I got a few more retweets. He's done. Uh, uh, all right, that's it for tonight. Uh. 2020 has been a rough year. December is trying to pull some Christmas miracles. And I know not everyone celebrates Christmas, but let's be honest, there have been some miracles already in December. And it's starting with this. Miracle. I Again, I don't have the audio synced up on my stream deck to play the Price is Right victory song. I'm sorry. Um, but all I could... imagine it. Can you imagine the hissy, racist pedophile defending hissy fit he's having with his girlfriend about how he has no more social media to complain on except parlor i mean what what else does he have his band's done he sabotaged his band savagely now because they can't promote the music either they can't promote upcoming live shows even if they do it themselves now if what they don't le- if they don't leave the band then it's just it's like okay the bassist has stuck with him through all this Maybe he it's like does. Guilty. I know guilt by association, but yeah. I mean, maybe he thinks the same way he does. Maybe okay. What about the guitarist and drummer? Yeah, but what about the guitarist and drummer? This is the sixth guitarist, guitarist and seventh drummer, or that's other way other way around. They've had many guitarists and drummers. That is not normal for a band. It's not, especially one that had what two hits. Two number one hits on Billboard's mainstream rock chart and a platinum selling album in 2003. That is not normal, guys. It's not. It's truly not. Wait, what was the second hit? I only know the one. Still Frame. I don't even think I know that one. You don't need to. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, you don't. It wouldn't be I as. I want to know the first one. <laughs> I know, me neither, but we all know that one. So, yeah, first of all, let's put it this way: if you still live in an area with your, when you're listening to your FM rock stations, or Sirius would not do this. No, they know better now. No. But if you're still listening to FM stations and you're driving through, or you're just like on the road or somewhere, or you're at home and you hear the alternative or rock station play Headstrong, Headstrong, you better go online and at that radio station and let them know never to play that again. Don't. This is it. You don't support music like this. I'm not going to go down the list and like associate them with like label off other bands who have said and done awful things because that's just going down many more rabbit holes that aren't worth diving into. Trapped should be done. If 2020 has destroyed so many things in the universe, let let Trapped be another one. This is our sacrifice. We'll push that into the volcano to appease the gods in the cosmic universe saying, okay, we sacrifice this. Please stop ruining everything else. Fine with me. All I know. Yeah. um, Has has a Twitter and hasn't posted anything or tweeted anything since um, October 20th of this year. Okay. Again, maybe he just doesn't care. Or maybe he's so numb with his life having to be around a trash bag that uh, he can't really do much anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I can't argue that. (laughs) Who knows? It's a small victory. He's off Twitter. Both of his accounts. His Facebook account, the trapped Facebook page, had over 100,000 likes. Why? Gone. All gone. And I get that not everyone's going to know about the situation. Because all the trapped fans from back in the day in 2003 don't have Twitter. They may not have Facebook or Instagram. They may not be aware. But now they're not going to know when trapped is rolling into town. So, all I can say is keep vigilant if you see him try to find other accounts or make new ones. He has to start all over again. And someone just said in the chat, off Twitter for how long? As from what I understand, he's gone. The accounts are gone. Not just like, not just um, Twitter jail or Facebook jail where they suspend your ability for three days. No, the accounts have been deleted. Tweets have been deleted. Yeah, but who's to say that he doesn't make another account? I mean, he can't he and, make oh, yeah. any. And you can make, you can, it's free. Twitter's free. You can make other accounts, but he has to start all over. Oh, yeah, got to start all over and prove that it's him. Right. But I feel like that would probably be easy to do. He, it wouldn't be easy to do. Happens. And now everyone else is going to think it's trolling accounts. 
Yeah, that's true. Because he damaged his own name so bad, everyone's just going to think, no, I'm the real Chris Trashbag Brown. Here's what I think, and everyone will think that's a trolling account because what he says in normal life is so ridiculous. No one's going to believe that either. That is true. He sabotaged himself in that way also. So it doesn't matter. If you're a Trapped fan, after all this, from the bottom of my heart, do not support my channel. Do not support any of my socials, my photography, the podcast, anything. I want nothing to do with you. Get out. No, forget it. I don't care if you're a patron. I don't care what you support. I want nothing to do with you. Mm. Did I make that clear enough? I feel like that was clear enough, but I just want to make sure. Was that clear enough? Okay. I think it was pretty good. Okay. Just making sure we're all on the same page. Not only do I not want anything to do with Trapped or Chris Trashbag Brown, I want nothing to do with his fan base or anyone that agrees with him. And I get people on the Regretting the Past video defending him still, his music, and saying, I agree with his views even if he's a jerk online. No, I don't want anything to do with you either. If you agree with his views about systemic racism not existing, white privilege not existing, and now saying that 15-year-old boys cannot be raped and these weird pedophilia defenses and everything else, I don't want anything to do with you. Get out. Do not ever watch any of my videos. Nothing. Don't listen to this podcast. We want nothing to do with you. Forget it. There. Sorry for getting a little upset, but I wanted to be completely clear and on the record for that, so, you know. I, I think that did it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm just glad both accounts are done, and he is having an extremely bad week. And it's only Tuesday. We're gonna very... We have to move on, thankfully. We're gonna move on there's some interesting news and there is some other unfortunate news we'll get to later. Again, this is a bit more of a serious, unfortunate episode that we have to talk about some bad topics and those will be coming later, but I'll give another warning when that happens. Until then, we'll talk about some nice, a few little nice things. Um, we got two new Every Time I Die songs for all you hardcore fans. They're quite fun. They're both on Spotify right now and I enjoy them. Um, if you look at them online, they got two of them out there. So Desperate Pleasures is the name of one of the songs. Every Time I Die is very consistent if you're into heavier music. Their new album comes out in the spring. And also, want to wish a very happy birthday to the one, the only, Mr. Corey Taylor. He's turning 32 this year. That's right, I said 32. I was about to say, wait, what? Happy 32nd birthday, Corey. So... We'll just leave that at that. And as we continue on, there's some interesting news also. Yesterday, Greta Van Fleet performed on a late show, or tonight show, I don't remember which one it was, on Late Night. Oh, did they? They did, and their new album, Battle at Garden's Gate, comes out in April. And is it time to talk about the issue? And Gretchen brought this up, and she's seen it a little more than I have. Greta Van Fleet have the drunk mom fan base that I used to make fun of with Kid Rock and Buck Cherry and Hinder. However, the same drunk mom fan base that likes and those bands. And Maroon 5, sure, yeah. <laughs> um, but the drunk mom rock likes Greta Van Fleet for very different reasons than those other bands. And boy, oh boy, it's a little bit awkward. A lot of these moms are thinking Greta Van Fleet are just adorable. Look how cute they are. Oh, that type of thing. And they take it way too far to the point of there's dedicated groups online to looking up pictures of these kids in junior high and high school. I don't care how cute you think these boys are in Greta Van Fleet. That is creepy. So. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. Against, that's not Greta Van Fleet's fault either. Not, not, not their fault at all. And it's not going to be and like I'm this sure forever. Ma- and Go I'm ahead. sure the majority of the fans, it's just like outspoken ones that yeah, seem to be that way. Exactly. It's a weird, um, it's a very weird niche, but it's a very vocal and adamant of it, um, yeah. niche about that. And they just keep posting it and it's not going to end well so it's creepy but again not the band's fault right so boy 
It's been a week, hasn't it, everyone? Ugh. Moving on. Just trying to gather my thoughts because, boy, we have to report some weird stuff. For those who are not aware, um, I would also, just like last week, I was going to say we could do the Billboard Mainstream Top 3. But it's the exact same as last week and the week before with ACDC. And at the top with number one, five weeks in a row. No changes in the top three again. Foo Fighters, shame, shame at number two. I prevail at number three. Is that number two? I'm not a fan of that song. I'm not either. And I'm hopeful that the rest of the album's better. And that's very possible. But yeah, I am not a fan of shame, shame either. And I I mean, I'm not like a gung-ho fan. Right. Like, like in my top five. But I like them. Right. But I just, like, that doesn't really... I get it. And Gretchen, I think you know I'm a am a decent Foo Fighters fan, and you and I even say it's yeah, it's not for me, not at all. I don't know. It sounds weird. So here's hope for the rest of the no, but a day to remember has their own problems, like living up to their promise. So let's let's hope they we'll get we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Yeah, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. Um, the Foo Fighters new album comes out in spring also, along with the day to remember now that you bring it up. So a lot of big stuff coming in the spring. Evanescence's new album coming out. That was announced also. They released a new single as well. So there's a lot of new albums going to be coming out at the beginning of the year. And December's the kind of time where like a lot less stuff comes out for obvious reasons. End of the year, you know, not as, many, as much stuff is going to be released in December. Still some bands with notes will do that, but yeah, not as many. Some people just wait till January anyway. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's time to move on to another unfortunate bit of news that needs to be pointed out because it is a band we've had to address before. Um, bit of another trigger oh, warning. Recently. Yeah, and this this news broke today. Again, this is December 8th. We're recording this. Gretchen sent me the link, and I was aware of rumblings, but she posted this about all the big stuff. And I'll let her take word about this, too, because she knows a little bit more of the history about this. Um, Just for a trigger warning, this does involve domestic abuse, man-on-woman, violence, things like that. So please understand, like, if you don't want to listen to that, that's fine. This is probably your chance to jump off right now. Bad Wolves singer Tommy Vext has been accused and is in hearings for domestic abuse against his ex-girlfriend. The reports were happened last um, April was when the first filing was reported. If I'm correct, the relationship ended, Gretchen told me, back in December, something like that? Yeah, I, I want to say that it was around um, January mm-hmm. because I can remember because I followed both of them on Instagram. Right. I can remember them posting on like their Instagram stories and everything like that. You know, them celebrating Christmas together and like the gifts that they got for each other. And then all of a sudden the new year started and they just like were kaput from each other's lives. Nothing was really said between mm-hmm. them, unlike the previous relationship that Tommy had been in with uh, i don't even remember who she was at this point um but he was very verbal about that breakup yeah but like nothing was said about this one and like i continued to follow both of them for a while and then i just unfollowed both of them because i'm like all right i don't care anymore Uh um and i so i want to say it was in january because that's when all of a sudden they stopped following each other so that's what i'm assuming right was like very shortly after christmas from some of the reports, Loudwire, Metal Injection, many other websites have posted all the actual details. Um, a, res- a domestic violence restraining order was placed on April 17th of this year. According to Johns, the gr- uh, the girlfriend, let's see what the girl's name... Whitney Johns. Whitney Johns. According to Whitney Johns, the couple dated for nine months and lived together for two weeks. During that time, they both appeared in multiple videos on for Omax Health. The vocalist also acknowledged John's skill as a trainer in a previous social media post. So they were living together for only about two weeks. Um, documents reported that it was the first occurrence on New Year's Day of 2020 when she alleges that Tommy Vex struck her in the face with a cut inside of her lip and led to the nose and her lips bleeding profusely. She stated that Vex then took her home but refused to leave and choked her as he verbally threatened to kill her. She claims that the lips were swollen and bruised for the next three days and she was forced to cancel her client meeting as a result. Whitney Johns claims also that Vex struck her in the face again on January 14th, two weeks later. At that, during an argument with the singer, she was preparing for a photo shoot on February 29th. He allegedly threw water in her face twice. 
During this later incident, she claims that when she instinctively scratched Vex in self-defense, he became angrier and tackled her to the ground, put his hands around her neck, and choked her while slamming her head into the ground for 10 to 15 seconds, rendering her unconscious. After leaving town to avoid Vex in any further for a period, a final incident occurred on April 11th, in which the vocalist alleged to have choked Johns, dragged her by the, cha- by the hair, and put her in a chokehold until she almost lost consciousness. The confirmation allegedly came after Dave Vex called her and stated that he wanted to kill himself and begged her to come home to a residence, which is a very... a sign right there, a victim. That's out, We'll get into that in a little bit. John says she agreed and went to console him, but when he, the singer asked why they couldn't resume their dating relationship, he blocked her from leaving. Tommy Vexed is about six foot one, two forty, something like that. Big bodybuilder guy, and this girl's not big. Mm-hmm. According to the report for a, on, in April, Vex began to choke her. John screamed as the windows were open, and she hoped that the neighbors would hear her. Vex then grabbed John's by the hair and dragged her into her bedroom, where he placed her in a chokehold. Whitney Johns almost lost consciousness, then Vexed appeared to realize what he was doing and let her go. Whitney Johns quickly collected her belongings and left the residence. Vexed was visible with Vexed left visible finger marks on John's neck and bruises on her chin and neck. John suffered from swollen knots on her head and had neck pain for several days after the incident. So this is where some of the more um, ex- like actual court reports and everything else come in as well, along with everything that was documented. And again, everything that was previously documented was on, submitted to the police, and is a part of the court history and stuff like that. So this is not just summations. This is actual verbiage that was used with the records and everything. Johns immediately went to the police station, and an emergency protective order was issued on April 11th, 2020. But it was unable to be served to Vexed, as he could not be located. That is what screams more guilt in that sense. Like, you don't have a... Yeah oh, um, I'm not home right now. And that's pretty much what everyone's saying too, when they said we could not serve it to him because we couldn't find him. And also that was the beginning of the pandemic when we were all on lockdown. Mm-hmm. And also Bad Wolves was doing Patreon live performances in studios. So they were well-documented of having to work together. So they definitely could have been found if they wanted to. So he was avoiding. Yep. The document also cites various threats Allegedly made by Vex both threatening her in person and part of her business. She also alleges that the couple made videos themselves having sex while they were together, and Vex allegedly threatened to release those recordings. So, the threat of revenge porn. Mm. John's request for a restraining order was partly granted, though her request to stop posting on social media and not to disseminate personal info was denied for being potentially overboard. The restraining order mandated that the singer neither contact John's or come within 100 yards of her. The hearing was originally set for May 8th, but was put off due to time, partly t- due to the pandemic and partly due to requests from Tommy Vex's lawyers. The first hearing finally took place on November 17th, just a few weeks ago. The second hearing is scheduled for tomorrow, December 9th. First of all, um, when you have multiple hearings for stuff like this, that doesn't look good. That doesn't because if it was this, if this really was all manufactured, it's pretty quick. They throw it out pretty fast. Mm. Second of all, these are multiple incidences. There was a count of three distinctive dates, and the actual call to the police, and a granted restraining order, and then him arguing about begging her to come back because he was thinking of killing himself, and then beating her when they wouldn't join in the relationship. These are extreme manipulative tactics. And this goes more into... And this... Okay, so everything I just said is me playing armchair psychologist from what I know, and I get that. Put that along with everything else that's happened with Tommy Vex this past year as he's gone overboard. With him denying systemic racism, saying racism is manufactured. With the markers, that video... Him adamantly um, announcing how Donald Trump was going to be was going to fight tyranny, and that's why he was pro MAGA. And now all these things coming out about domestic abuse, repeated repeated cases of domestic abuse. Yep. I already unlisted my Bad Wolves interview I had with my Skype interview months ago. Glad mm-hmm. about that, by the way. Um. Real fast, mm-hmm. I, while you were reading the, the like statement and, and everything, I was 
kind of Googling a little bit more. Apparently, Whitney was his personal trainer. Oh, is that how they met? Yeah. I believe it. She was his personal trainer. And so, like, they were posting back in um, June on the Bad Wolves account saying, like, oh, you know, training on the road and all that stuff. Or June 2019, not 2020. Owen was on the road at that time. Um, But, yeah. So, apparently, that's how they met. Okay. Which... I believe it. And that's, yeah. hey, you know, that happens. But and in, in hindsight, I think about people like Doc Coyle, who's doing the podcast now with We Are The Pit while everything's in quarantine and all yeah. the things he's trying to do with his self. What does the rest of Bad Wolves have to say now? Because there's no way they could, have been, they could have not known about all of this in 2020. Not their fault, but there's no way they could have known, and there's probably a reason why those Bad Wolf shows online haven't happened anymore, while the rest of the band hasn't really been posting as much, outside of Doc, who's just doing his own thing with his own promotion, his own podcast, and all that stuff. And I don't know what stake Tommy Vext has with Bad Wolves, if he's the writer of all the lyrics and all the songs, or if this is a group collaboration in full. Mm. But there's two things I know. One... If the other four members of Bad Wolves want to survive with their two albums they already have, they need to get rid of Tommy Vext. This is not a matter of being around, wanting to kick someone to the curb. It's a matter of their own career. That's just business. Mm-hmm. If it's not the denying systemic racism thing, then it should be the, oh, you beat this woman three times and have a restraining order against you type thing. But on top of that... It's really, really going to be rough going forward with Bad Wolves now. This is not stuff that just people forget about. Especially all the things that Tommy Vex had going against him with his public public image. All I know was that in 2021, they were still planning on doing Disturbed, Stained, and Bad Wolves. That concert is getting chuddier by the day. And I know chuddier is not the best word to use, but I'm trying to keep this PG-13. That is starting to seem like a chuddy concert. (laughs) And I got nothing against Disturbed either. But dang. It's like, why did they have to pair up with them? Now it's Stained and Bad Wolves? I don't think so. Forget it. Uh Uh-uh. Well, on the bright side, if if you know concerts do happen and everything like that, you know, Disturbed will go on last. So if yes. we did want to, you know, photograph it, uh, we could show up late. <laughs> really late. That's the one great thing about the St. <laughs> Louis Amphitheater, by the way. Parking's free at that amazing amphitheater, and they know me, so I can just walk in with my pass and go, "Hey, thanks, bye," and can't, just leave after. Th- yeah. Can't relate. I have to pay for parking. Oh, do you? Okay. You say, yeah, the yeah. amphitheater here for River uh, for Hollywood Casino, amazing amphitheater in St. Louis. Um, the same venue where the Guns N' Roses meltdown happened and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's great, fantastic. Can't recommend it enough. But that's besides the point. Yeah, um, I'm not dealing with bad wolves anymore now. Um, at least not until this whole Tommy Vex thing has been resolved. If yeah. he's out of the band. Or, yeah, not a chance, guys. No. Uh Uh-uh. Yep. I had nothing against their music either, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I'm not going to support something like that. And I've had that happen before. I mean, this was a couple years ago. Gretchen, you're probably not familiar with the band Vector. They're a metal band. I thought they were great. Mm -hmm. Lead singer was accused for beating his wife, like, recording it. I don't want anything to do with him now. I don't listen to their music anymore. I don't care. I don't care how good of a musician you are. If you're beating women, then no, I don't want to, I don't want to listen to you. Forget it. No. Tommy Vex can go join Aaron Lewis and Ted Nugent. And now Chris Trashbag Brown, even though even I could say when Ted Nugent would look at Chris Trashbag Brown and go, I don't think so. There's a problem. But yeah, you've, you've chosen your side and now your side has more has another woman abuser. Ugh. Uh, Mr. Yeah, Fatago in the chat room, longtime supporter. 2020 really is the year of rock artist meltdowns. Yes. And I get that. I mean, this is a year for all meltdowns, just in general. But again, I'm glad we live in an age where all this stuff can be exposed instantly. The internet has helped with that. Now we all know. 
Think if this was even 20 years ago when all we had was dial-up internet. And that was if you were lucky. There's no way you yeah. would know stuff about this unless you, like, really dug deep. Mm. So. Uh, you know what? There's just been a lot of garbage. Speaking of garbage, it's this type of episode, everyone. On Patreon, I posted my video for the top five worst albums of 2020. I had my top five worst and one dishonorable mention. Um, I stand by 2020, as bad of a year as it was for everyone, in and out of music. There was a lot of great music in 2020. There really was. Across the board. It's true. Everyone was home. A lot of bands lived up to releasing the music they were planning on anyway. A lot of bands released stuff on their schedule. Like, they already had stuff scheduled as the pandemic was rolling in, you know. That happens, too. But that does not mean we didn't get trash in 2020. We got some trash. And I won't go overboard on spoilers for everything with the video because I'm going to plan on premiering the video on Thursday. Again, if you want to support the channel, it's just $2 a month. You can see the videos like a couple days early. The one for Top 5 Worst is already up there now. Um, I'm not going to go into full spoilers or anything. I mean, the thumbnail has three of them already on the image. But boy, oh boy, there was a theme where there were a few albums where the bands actively improved on their previous, and they were still awful. Oh, gosh. (laughs) There was um, one band who tried to change wildly, drastically change their style, and it was miserable. Try again. Yeah. And then there's Psychosexual. Ugh. And this is the, doesn't even get a description. It doesn't. And I go into that on the video, trying to, dis- trying to define what psychosexual is. Giving them, a, giving them a genre is an insult to genres. And I make a point of that in the video. Boy, oh boy. I'm shocked when I have to say this, but I stand by it. And if you ever do go against my word and when I say don't listen to psychosexual don't I'm telling you don't but if you ever do you'll understand that five finger death punch is better for having lost this guy yeah I mean it's undeniable too not even close they are instantly better off without him and people were laughing about it made the jokes oh man there goes another member of five figure death punch ha 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 no five figure death punch was better off without jeremy spencer which sucks because he was such a good drummer Mm -hmm. he was very very um charismatic i guess on stage which is is i feel like it's sometimes difficult for a drummer to do since they're always seated and they're in the back but he was very you know, just expressive, and especially with his body paint and all of that. And so I was very sad when he left. But then when he started this, I was like, never mind. Yep, I get that too. I totally get that too. Here's the thing. A good comparison of, like, a great charismatic drummer who has a great presence and people love and extremely talented, R.J. Hale of Hailstorm. Mm -hmm. Hands down, you know R.J., yeah. And oh, he's gosh, yeah. and he's entertaining all on his own. He doesn't even need the rest of the band. He can be entertaining yeah. with giant drumsticks, killer solos, you know, he knows how to do it. He can get on the microphone and make people laugh. He knows how to, he knows what to do. The difference is RJ has never gone out and made his own solo album and it be the most intentionally vile, shocking thing you ever heard with the intent to shock for attention. So, and someone in the chat just said, what about Jason Hook? I mean, Jason Hook left back in February, but we didn't know, didn't get that confirmed until October. Yeah. Because, quote, he was under gag order. Ugh. Yeah, we were on vacation when that mm-hmm. came out. Yep. We had our <laughs> social distance vacation. Oh, gosh. <sighs> got, got to see that drunk live yeah. that he did. He was definitely intoxicated for that. So, Five Figure Death Punch, toxic band, unfortunately, in real life now. Maybe they always they always were not. I don't think they always were. They've become that. And more and more, it's looking like more parties involved are becoming like that as well. And that's not including the machismo, drywall punching, monster chugging, lift kit riding fans. Yeah. 
Right. Unfortunates. But it does show you that it's not like everyone always attacks Ivan, and I guess it's because he is. I agree. I don't want to say he's the face, but sometimes people, when they think of a band, they associate yeah, the singer. I would. I don't know. I would say he's the face now, especially though. Yeah. With but, so many people but leaving, like, but not every. I agree. Not everything's on him. A lot yeah. of it's on him, but not everything. A lot of it is. Not everything. Yeah. I agree. Um, so it just shows that, you know, as a whole, there's a little bit more toxicity there, and it's not just one individual. Right. Someone just said psychosexual is hilarious, having laughed that so hard in a music video in a while. Yeah, it's bad. It's that bad. And the album artwork is so laughably bad that it's actually dumbfounding. Let me see if I can share it just for you in the chat room. For everyone watching or listening on podcast forums, just type in psychosexual torch the faith that's the name of the album torch the faith it's all about extreme religious anti-religious stuff and all that okay um, it's as bad as you think uh, oh. oh oh that's all that's not even tip of the iceberg gretchen in the video i go over it that's not even tip of the iceberg are you looking at the album cover that's so cheesy it's, it, like, it, it's like i was gonna say 80s horror film cheese that's what it looks that's- like Oh, what were they going for there? And, like, that's how he looks on stage. Like, he has all this, like, hard prosthetic... Prosthetic? Well, I mean... He kind of, well, maybe. Prosthetic. Yeah. Prosthetic. Prosthetic makeup, excuse me. Um, are they trying to go for a ghost thing? Because, like, I see a (sighs) screenshot from a a video. It goes along with the album. I just... I, I mean, say, I don't know why I just put ghost and psychosexual on the same. Yeah, thing, but, Papa does not. But like they've that. got the no, Papa does not. Um, but like they've got the whole like church backdrop, mm-hmm. or and whatever, that's where and then the masks. And the, yeah, and the music yeah. video is like the sermon where fires on everything. He's talking about setting a baby on fire. There's a stripper nun on a pole uh, in the church. So. And someone just said, don't put 80s horror and psychosexual in the same sentence, Luke. Oh, look at it. Look at it. What else am I supposed to associate that with? If you don't like um, serious, like, first of all, if you didn't like the topics we had to address with Trapped and Bad Wolves, you will not like this album. Uh Uh-uh. Don't. If you are triggered by that, don't you dare listen to psychosexual. So, trigger warning. I'm not going to read lyrics at all. Forget it. Some of the topics in Psychosexuals Towards the Faith include kidnapping a woman, religious brainwashing, rape, murder, and then having sex with the corpse. Ah. Those are just main topics. It's so edgy in the chat. Yeah, and this is edgelord cringe metal. That's what it is. I'd also like to point out to the person that said, "Don't compare uh, psychosexual and to ghost." I wasn't comparing. Them. Yeah, no, I, I know. Yeah. Ghost is light years away. Ghost is like my favorite band up mm-hmm. there with oh, Shine yeah. Down. I don't think I don't think Believe they meant me, it that way. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would never compare that. I was just yeah. saying, are they trying to copy them with that backdrop? Because it kind of looks like you know the the cheap uh, party city uh, yeah. version of a uh, ghosts setup. Uh yeah, pretty much. <laughs> No offense to Party City. I like Party City. Yeah, don't Party City doesn't deserve that either, to be honest. But Party that's, City doesn't deserve it, but that's but that's besides the point. Comparison. That's besides the point. Uh, it's just a mess. I get I go into more detail. I'll just leave it at that. But yeah. Psychosexual Let me rephrase. Five Figure Death Punch has nothing to worry about because they'll never be as bad as psychosexual. If Ivan Moody tries to be intentionally bad, it won't be as bad as psychosexual. Oh gosh! Like he would, he could actively try, and it would not be as bad. So instead of just straight up, yeah, bad right now. Yeah. Oh, I will take bad five figure death punch over psychosexual. I don't care. Fine. Fine. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, it's Devil Daddy. That's his name. I just call him Devil because it, it's yeah. Ew. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Don't don't support it. Don't listen to it. Don't. When I talk about the music, when I talk about the album in the video, that's all you need. And I know I will not be the only one talking about that album. I've warned the other Rock Coliseum guys to not listen to this. I hope they take my less. I hope they take my words on that. I don't know if they will or not. 
But yeah, it's that bad. So there's just, it's again, it's only Tuesday. It's been a week. Last week was rough for me in my personal life just because of everything going on. Boy, oh boy, this week feels exhausting and it's only Tuesday, but for way different reasons. Yeesh. That being said, some cool things are happening though. Um, if you're interested, Gretchen has a new video on her channel and a new potential series she's doing where if you are into body mods and piercings and want a enthusiast to give you suggestions on where to get your next piercing on your ears, Gretchen might make a part two. She has posted her first video and that's on her channel right now. Yee. Also, I would like everyone in the chat room and everyone online to please congratulate Gretchen for hitting 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah, Gretchen probably Aww. thought I wasn't going to bring that up, but I did. Aw, you're so sweet. Yeah, you know I am sweet? Because I told Gretchen back in September that I knew she was going to hit 20k before the end of the year, and she repeatedly did not believe me. She repeatedly said it's not true, it's not going to happen. And I was right. Okay, that's the only reason why you bring it up now, so that you can... Prove you're right. No, I could be no, I could be proud about both. I'm proud for you hitting twenty K and I'm proud for me being right. <laughs> I could be proud of both things at the same time. <laughs> see, I see the congratulations rolling in. Thank you guys again. Thank you guys. Aww, see. Thanks. Um appreciate it. As for my channel, top five worst albums is coming out this week. It'll be premiering on Thursday. Top ten best albums will be coming up the following week. That video is going to be a little bit nicer to write. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. I've already started writing the video. Yeah, so we need... I'm hoping next week will be more positive stuff because we had so much negative garbage to talk about this week. A little more positivity, though, just to add on, hopefully. Slipknot announced new dates for uh, summer next year in Europe. They're eyeballing a lot of summer dates in 2021 in Europe. So hopefully that gets the ball rolling with everything. I know vaccines have already been approved in UK and it looks like vaccines are being, they're starting the process of being mass production and getting the approvals for that. So it's going to. actually got it over mm -hmm. in the UK. UK. Today, a yep. 90, 90 some year old woman. Right. Or 80 some year old woman. I can't quite remember. Mm -hmm. And we'll find out. So here's hoping that everything goes smooth. Hopefully by April, we'll have better eye like eyes on if things can happen and announcements can be made like in january if people are planning on things but here's hoping that by april we'll have enough people with the vaccine and the pandemic will have died out enough where we can actually start traveling again and planning live events and having some sense of normalcy who knows we've got to make it through 2020 and we're getting real close now it's december 8th guys few more weeks and we've made it and i'm not the one who's saying oh it's january 1st 2021 all our problems are swept under the rug no that's not it but everyone knows we're ready for a new start and at least that symbolizes something we just want to stop saying 2020 yeah at least saying a different year mm -hmm. but if only it could be like a cinderella story where it's just like you know at midnight it just magically there's, there a, it goes. there's a few extra stars in the sky on midnight and they started twinkling and we all breathe a little easier, but who Bye. knows? I don't think it's going to happen that way, but who knows? Thank no. you guys again for listening. If you haven't already, please check out the videos on the main channel on rocks on YouTube. YouTube is still deep pushing my videos. Like they're not just, they're just not being circulated after subscribers watch. YouTube has already shown me that on impressions for whatever reason that started in October where they're just not pushing out my videos before sharing any of my videos works huge for me. Whether you share them on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever you want to do, it helps a ton. Engagement's always killer. That always helps. And again, the Twitch channel is going to happen. I'll be dual streaming these sessions for the podcast on YouTube and Twitch. And I just want to make it really clear. Twitch will not limit or take away anything I'm doing on YouTube. This will only supplement the brand rocked for what I'm doing. That's it. So it'll just be adding more to what I'm doing. If I want a chance of making this full time and this summer and September, like uh, I want to say May through September proved I can do it full time if I'm lucky and YouTube doesn't deep push me like they're doing right now. So I'm very close to the point now where I can actually start doing it. 
So with Twitch, that would help out. And I'll be doing three sessions a week. The podcast itself on Tuesday nights, just like this right now. So that's easy. Sunday nights would be music night. Two-hour session, playing new music, taking requests, talking about everything going on. And then Friday nights would a soft a soft spot. It might be Fridays. It might be Saturdays. But loosely, potentially Friday night. It's every Friday night would be gaming night. Whether that's PS5 if I get one, PC, playing Jackbox with friends, playing Overwatch with Gretchen, whatever that would be. So you can talk with us all there. And someone just said, be careful of the DMCA on Twitch, Luke. Yeah, I know. I'm not super worried about that with YouTube because I already have that on YouTube and stuff. If they mute my videos after the live stream, I'm fine with it for the music nights. That's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So, and I, again, no I'm, vibes. yeah, exactly. So I'm fine with that. And I'll just be trying my best to not play actual music videos if I can find just the audio and play an equalizer. Again, if they try to mute my videos, that's fine. So long as they don't strike me or give me anything like that. But again, I just want to get to affiliate sooner than later so that way it's another revenue stream just like the podcast just like all the channels for those of you asking we will have other plans for group stuff going forward we'll have a big twitch jackbox night for everyone to watch and laugh at us and hear us make embarrassing stories about ourselves i'll probably ask some of the coliseum guys i'll ask other friends everything like that so i think that's about it we got plans Mm -hmm. and hopefully next week we'll have more positive stuff to talk about is there anything you would like to add, Gretchen, on this weird, crazy week? I can't think of anything. Yeah, my brain's kind of mush myself. Yeah. Unfortunately. So. Yep. Thank you guys again for tuning in live. Thank you guys for listening on the podcast forums, Spotify, Spreaker, Apple, Google, whatever they may be. If you can, review the, op- the episodes on the podcast. That helps out a ton. Just to get it shared out more. Thank you guys for all the support. Not over yet. Still got big videos coming. Follow us on our socials at RocksNet on Facebook and Twitter, at GoGretchen on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Instagram too, GetRockedNet. Just look up Rocked on Instagram. You'll find me. Check out my cost photography, which a lot of it's available for sale. And I think that's enough sales pitches to close out this long episode. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just trying to change the topic from anything for what other stuff we had to talk about. So we'll have positive stuff yep. next week, I promise. Thank you guys again as we fade away. Gretchen's, I'll take the cue from Gretchen's previous ending statements. Wash your hands. Continue to wear a mask. It's not hard. Don't complain. You know it's not hard. And I think that's about it. Thank you guys again. We'll see you next week, next Tuesday evening. And we'll see you on the premiere Thursday when I show the top five worst of the year. Barf. Whoa. (laughs) Barf. (laughs) 